0: Hello, hello, hello. My name is Courtney Turner, and you are listening to the Bluegrass Community Foundation's Do Good Radio Hour. This show has been on pause for quite a while, but we are so excited to be back and to be able to talk to some amazing people in our community and to help others do good. We always say our core belief is that doing good inspires good, and that's what we want this show to be for you. We want to talk to the people who are cultivating change in central and Appalachia, Kentucky, people who are brave and bold, people who are simply doing good in this world that needs it now more than ever. We are going to laugh. Me as a person, I will probably be crying, but we are going to do this together, talking to and about the people and causes that make our home, our home. You can join us right here on Radio Lex every Monday at 2 p.m., or you can listen to us anytime on Apple Podcasts. If you listen to the first episode and fall in love with us, which is pretty likely if I do say so myself, you can follow Bluegrass Community Foundation or the Do Good Radio Hour on our Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at bgcfky or on our website at bgcf.org. Our first guests are two of the most incredible, truly most beautiful people I've ever seen in real life. They are just coming off of their successful Soul Feast Week, which happened in June, and they have so many plans to fulfill their mission of facilitating and highlighting black culinary experiences as a means to educate, stimulate, and embrace black businesses one bite at a time. Here is Martina and Marcella Sparksdale. friends. Hi. Thanks for being on the show with us today. No, Thanks 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 so much for having us. I have to let you know, first of all, you two are the most beautiful people I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) I saw you all in person for the first time at the Grassroots Black Leadership Awards, and I was honestly like... (laughs) Oh
1: my God. <laughs> You're Exhausting.
0: Um, also, you are my first guest as host of this podcast. There we go. So we go. if at any point in time I seem like nervous or jittery, there's for real butterflies in here. So. <laughs> it's all good.
2: So, We're honored. We're honored. Yes, to be, I love to being be first. first. Thanks <laughs> so much.
0: I am nervous and it's going to be great. Yeah, I can't wait. Of it's course. Be um, so before we jump in, why don't you all take a second to introduce yourselves. Tell us about who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah, um, so my name is Martina Barksdale. I am the co-founder of Soul Feast Week, as well as I'm a TV host and producer at WKYT for our lifestyle programming, Everyday Kentucky. I also freelance host, and I'm an actress as well.
2: <laughs> and uh, I'm Martina's twin brother, mm-hmm. Marcellus Barksdale. I'm the the younger the younger sibling. Yes, so by how long? She's 20, minutes. By 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> but again, I'm also a co-founder of Soul Feast Week. Uh, born and raised here in Lexington. I've traveled, you know, quite a bit and glad to be back in Lexington. Um, essentially, my, my responsibility as it pertains to Soul Feast Week is all things corporate partnerships. So I really enjoy working with organizations to, um, you know, kind of connect them to our audience with Soul Feast Week and, um, you know, really, really get some good, some good things happening right there, so.
0: Yeah, so Soul Feast Week just happened last month, so yep. can you all talk a little bit about what Soul Feast Week is, how you all got started, and kind of what the plan is for our future of Soul Feast Week?
1: Yeah, so Soul Feast Week is a 10-day celebration of all things black culinary and agriculture. Um, I kind of came up with the idea and got myself on, the, on board with it. So it was the height of pandemic summer of 2020. A lot of racial injustice was, was going on. And so I was really looking for a way to give back and really help our um, black businesses in our community and uplifted. I've always been a foodie. Um, So I wanted to kind of merge those things together. So I was like, well, let's do a black restaurant week. I went to Marcellus and he said, let's do it. I'm surprised he didn't (laughs) fight me on it, didn't (laughs) didn't have anything. Because usually I come to him about an idea and he's always thinking about uh this is not going to work because mm-hmm. of a b and c but he was just like <laughs> right on board but then i was like well i really wanted to bring in the agriculture aspects so i reached out to ashley smith who's the coo of black soil kentucky Fantastic. who connects black mm-hmm. farmers in central kentucky to uh, different restaurants and distributors as well as event curation um, and education in agriculture and so we decided to come up with Soul feast of week.
2: <laughs> yeah, and uh, just to kind of piggyback on that, um, even when we kind of first started, um, we knew that there was a major opportunity um, here in Lexington, Kentucky, to do something very unique um, and get the community to rally around um, our Black restaurant chefs and farmers um, right here within the city. So, um, you know, again, Lexington is a place of, you know, kind of a, per capita one of the most heavily dense food in terms of food areas, in terms of, uh, you know, places to eat as far as restaurants and -and brick-and-mortar establishments in the country, right? So uh, Lexington has over, you know, 635 different restaurants uh, for people to choose in, uh, not dine in at. And, um, you know, conversely, the black population in Lexington is around, you know, anywhere between 13 to 15 percent. So, you know, with those numbers, you know, we should have a about the similar number of black restaurants um, as it pertains to that 635 um, on the food side now in Lexington there's only about 25 different black owned restaurants so you know that's a, that's significantly lower than that 13 to 15 percent mark so we knew that right there there was a, a huge opportunity um, and most importantly um, an area and room for growth um, kind of around um, our black restaurant tours mm-hmm.
0: so so kind of going off of that i think being from the south we all have a very unique experience and connection to food but i know that there's a very specific connection to black culture can you all talk about that for just a minute
1: yeah so we have the saying black culinary culture is american culture because a lot of the foods that um that American food stems from were cultivated uh, by Black people, uh, stemming back all the way from Western Africa to here. Um, and a lot of people, what one of the things that we like to educate and show is that um, obviously soul food is is such a great uh, cuisine in our in our culture, but. For Black food, it's much larger than that. It's not just soul food. So it's not just your fried chicken and your mac and cheese. It's also vegan cuisine. It's also salads. It's also different types of seafood that sometimes aren't fried. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to food and cuisine, like that is one thing that brings people together. Mm -hmm. That is one thing that people can fellowship over. And it's one thing just in our culture, when we think of terms of, of family and love, that food is that um and then we take it a step further when we talk about the cultivation of that food in the process of growing um our farmers have it tough as it is and so it is even tougher for black farms right now um and so we wanted to have a direct impact on the agriculture because we got to get our food from somewhere Mm -hmm. right absolutely
0: so when you talk about growth, what do you think the next step for Soul Feast Week is?
2: Yeah, so, um, you know, this has been our second year, and, you know, there was a lot of growth from, from uh, you know, inception from ideation mm-hmm. phase all the way to year one and actually, you know, going through with uh, our first Soul Feast Week in 2021. Um, last year was great. Uh, we had, you know, more restaurants participate. We had an incredible jump um, in terms of our corporate partnership and just awareness within the community. We actually had a, a budget in year two to kind of, uh, you know, Uh, advertise and spend some marketing dollars. Um, But as we talk about growth of Soul Feast Week, um, one thing we've been super intentional about is really using Soul Feast Week as a magnet or a pillar um, around Juneteenth weekend to really make Lexington a regional travel destination for that Juneteenth holiday. So, um, again, we know that there's room to grow there, especially with Juneteenth now being a a federal holiday. Um, And June is, you know, traditionally a lower time of travel but the way lexington is positioned you know bordering seven states you know drawing a six-hour circle from chicago to um atlanta to st louis to indianapolis to columbus and everywhere in between you know we think that lexington is the perfect place um as we kind of grow and scale year over year to you know Give people a reason to come to Lexington um, and to see the best of, you know, not only uh, black culinary here in the city, but also just Lexington and Kentucky as a whole. So what we're we're wanting to do now is, um, now that we're, you know, about 11 months out from, uh, you know, year three of Soul Feast Week, uh, next year it'll be uh, really June 16th through the 18th in terms of our big weekend of kicking off with our events and things. But that week would run, um, I'm guessing roughly june 16th all the way through june 25th so you know again that 10-day celebration right in there around and kicking off on juneteenth you know we really want people to you know look forward to soul feast we can start to uh you know plan vacations and you know everything kind of around that and if there was an opportunity for anybody from Lexington who's living outside of Lexington to come back to Lexington, you know, we really want Soul Feast Week to be that draw.
1: I mean, we haven't even mentioned, but because there are some people that don't aren't familiar with Soul Feast mm-hmm. that Absolutely. are hopefully listening to this podcast, but we run curated events. And so oh, we yeah. have that big Soul Teen celebration that is free, um, a free family event. We do everything from a hip-hop brunch to a gospel brunch to um, beads and beignets, and we're actually wanting to introduce um, more events throughout the year, maybe quarterly. So pe- you don't have to wait a full year to experience what we have to offer. Put it on your calendars. It's going to be a jam-packed weekend followed by the restaurant week. And it's a great way to highlight our Black-owned businesses. But not only that, but highlight what Lexington has to offer. Being born and raised here is like we see see the potential in Lexington. And we want everyone to have a great experience here.
0: So, In this room, there's like a young vibe. Mm-hmm. We're all in our 20s, 30s? All right, in the 20s. So I think a lot of young people, specifically in this area, are afraid to take steps and afraid to branch out because they don't have funds to invest right away or they feel like they are quote unquote unestablished. Mm -hmm. But you all have taken such a huge step and making a change and working for causes that you care about. What advice would you have for those young people who, maybe, in the brainstorming stage, or maybe they're not even in the brainstorming yeah. stage yet; they're just getting started.
2: Yeah. Um. You know, one of the biggest things that really helped us, and uh, you know, I know a lot of people will kind of see what we've kind of accomplished with Soul Feast Week, and you know, they think that there's some, you know, major, major budget, mm-hmm. um, attached to everything. But being all the way honest, you know, we started Soul Feast from from zero, and um, you know, guess keeping it all the way 100. We didn't have extra money laying around to go ahead and commit towards, you know, growing and building Sophie Week. You know, we couldn't, you know, call up a bank and get approved for a loan. You know, it's kind of out still the blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Still with, Still with, in the growing phases that. With no history, with yes. no, you know, financials or track record in this space. Um, but what I will say is, you know, If you are resilient enough and you're really willing to go out on a whim, be relentless and stopping at nothing, and it's kind of one of those things to where if money is your problem, you you probably haven't formulated enough strategy um, to really figure out the best way to cultivate resources. So, you know, one of the things that we were super um, specific and intentional about was getting to the conversation of people that we knew that had resources to help Mm -hmm. us. So as Martina mentioned, you know, we knew that our first call in kind of, you know, creating this whole Sophie's Week idea should be to Ashley Smith of Black Soil, right, Um, and getting them on board. And then it was kind of, you know, work with Commerce Lexington a little bit just to kind of see and test the waters. And then, you know, one thing leads to another, and it's like, okay, who should we talk to, who should we talk to? And that was kind of the beginning of our sponsorship program. And it really kind of stemmed from, we needed money and we didn't have any, so you know <laughs> we, we had to ask. get, we had to, we had to ask. But more importantly, not only ask, but we really had to show, you know, how an outside organization could really benefit, not only just from a, a charitable, quote unquote, you know, do good type of type of investment in an organization doing some good work, but more importantly, you know, how could we create some tangible impact and some tangible return through Soul Feast Week to justify growing and scaling good business relationships time and time again. So um, to keep it a buck, we... Do not pay ourselves. Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully in the next, you know,
1: that's part of the maybe one day. Yeah, that's part of the five-year plan. But we don't pay ourselves. But we work. We want to make sure that vendors get paid and that restaurants are receiving the benefits of people knowing. And now there is a cost associated with participating for the week, but it's very minimal, very nominal. But you're able to market your business. But even tracking back to advice for people. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things I, I love Marcel said was resilience, but even getting to these places to be able to feel comfortable mm-hmm. enough to ask for these resources. We had to do a lot of work and we had to fail a lot. We're still kind of filling mm-hmm. up. Start saying hello to people. Absolutely. Start connecting, go to networking events, put yourself out there, introduce yourself to someone because Lex, especially I mean, Lexington is very similar to most cities and towns. Like you only get any place by n- knowing who you know. Yeah. And we kind of laid that groundwork, like not only are we from here, but like we were volunteering, we were donating our time because we didn't have the money. We're still working on getting a lot of our money, <laughs> yeah. um, but we, d- we, we donated that time and we put in that work in order to establish connections. And uh, to it, and just in our everyday work, we kind of, no, I wouldn't say purposely pick jobs. But we p- pick jobs that would help leverage our outside interests because our life, our our job is not our life <laughs> and our life is not our job. Mm-hmm. We definitely want to give back. And part of that is being able to cultivate on my side, the media partnerships, his, the sponsorship side. So really being connectors and connecting with people yeah. and doing right by people, that advice, that's the biggest advice I could give yeah, to anyone. And, and,
2: and the last thing is to kind of piggyback on all that you know I had a had an old mentor, old wise guy tell me very early on, and it's always stuck with me, you know, a closed mouth doesn't get fed and, Mm. you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil, right? Mm. So, you know, regardless of, you know, it's a business opportunity, regardless of if you're looking for a job or trying to get, you know, the person that you're interested in to to notice you and, you know, you want to go on a date with them, you know, one of the things I I, I firmly will stand behind 100%, you've got to be willing to communicate and you've got to be able to have that clarity to let people know, you know, what you're interested in, um, what you're trying to accomplish And in my experience, you know, when that clarity is there and they can hear and understand that passion um, and that strategy and that willingness and perseverance in your direct body language and communication, you know, it makes it very easy for people to, even if they don't have the resources you're looking for personally, um, if they might know somebody that might know somebody, you know, to make those connections. And that's really what it's all about. So, you know, for all the young people, you know, speak up, stand up. And, um, you know, if you, if you want to accomplish anything, the least you can do is believe in it and let others know um, just how much you believe in it too, so.
0: Bluegrass Community Foundation is where people go to give to enhance the quality of life in Central and Appalachia, Kentucky. We connect charitable individuals, families, businesses, communities, and nonprofit organizations with causes they care about to meet community needs and make a difference. Our mission is to create more generous, vibrant, engaged, and equitable communities throughout Central and Appalachia, Kentucky, and we would love to invite you to be a part of that mission for more information on bluegrass community foundation visit us at bgcf.org that's bgcf.org now it's very clear that family plays a really big part in who you are and what you do i have two younger brothers more than by 20 minutes (laughs) um, and i love them Mm -hmm. but i can't imagine working with them Mm full-time so what is it like working with not
2: oh, only your oh, sibling, but you're but so your twin. Hard. No, I mean, <laughs> oh, it's not all sweet. It's not all sweet. We
1: we definitely argue a lot, um, especially just being siblings. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the older you get, the more love you have for your sibling. Um, growing up in the same household, I, we did not like each other, mm-hmm. and it's okay. But still, th- this, this this is the thing. I when we when we talk about our family dynamic, because this is n- this was not done overnight. We have a younger brother. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Darius. He's about four years younger than us. Um, but unfortunately, we lost our father's pancreatic cancer when we were about 12 years old. Um, So that took a hit on our our family Um, as far as like dealing with childhood trauma. A lot of the stuff that we didn't confront in order to come together as a family wasn't until later in life. So it's not all about business with us. We definitely have a mutual understanding that, yes, we did not choose each other. But we're going to choose each other. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's all we we're big on forgiveness. We're big on um, apologies. We're big on taking accountability and holding each other accountable. And sometimes we haven't talked to each other in the best way or the best light. But like taking a step back and communicating, hey, the way you said this hurt my feelings and being able to receive that and not get defensive about it or you might be defensive in that moment and then the next day it's like okay let's sorry let's work it out but understanding that a lot of people think that love is a feeling right Mm -hmm. like I love my mama but she sometimes gets on my nerves (laughs) right but I'm choosing to love her I'm choosing to cultivate my relationship I'm choosing to have a healthy relationship with my family which having that understanding makes business a lot easier and understanding that you're not going to see eye to eye on everything you have to compromise, but we're choosing, we we've made that choice that like, no matter what we're family and we're in it, but business with your family, it's hard. It's yeah. so hard.
2: Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it- it- it's hard, but I mean, you know anything worth anything in life is hard, mm-hmm. right? So you know it's really one of those things to where you know yeah, family makes it makes it worthwhile. But when you're in business with somebody, you know it's it's essentially almost like a marriage, right? And love is not enough to you know wake you up every morning Mm -hmm. and, you know, Mm -hmm. get you out the door and it gets you excited every day. Um, But again, it is that balance of, you know, push and pull, not only amongst, you know, business partners as my sister and I, but as siblings, as family, you know, just really being able to, um, you know, humble yourself and really be there in more of a service aspect, you know, to your partners, to your family. And again, being able to have something tangible that kind of started out as an idea and every step along the way is a true testament, not only to love, but More so just, you know, the support and the willingness to to be in it, the grind, day in and day out. Um, And again, you know, we're talking about food. You know, we're talking about (laughs) drinking. We're talking about good good old-fashioned entertainment and just a good time. So being able to facilitate that, the most gratifying experience of everything on the Soul Feast Week side is, you know, essentially preparing, you know, this big table over the course of 10 days Mm -hmm. where people from all backgrounds, cultures, um, and walks of life are able to, you know, essentially uh, come into your house for the day, right? So that's really been uh, one of the biggest things about, you know, not only family, but that cultural exchange that we've been able to facilitate for the last two years.
0: And kind of branching off of that, you all just won a Grassroots Black Leadership Award, which yeah. is mm-hmm. an award granted by the Lexington Black Prosperity Initiative. Yep. Your mom was there. Yep. I was sobbing. There was not a dry <laughs> eye in the house. Your speech was beautiful. You could just tell how proud she was of you. Mm-hmm. But Marcellus, your daughter was there (laughs) and she was not thrilled. She was not happy. She didn't want to take pictures. She wasn't feeling the vibes. But you said something that really stuck with me and I would love to get your take on it now. First, you apologize for her being upset, which she is a baby and the (laughs) kid is saying, so it was a great time. But then you said that you wanted her to be in the room. Mm -hmm. Even though she didn't want to be there, you wanted her in the room to see her dad and her aunt and these other incredible members of the black community being recognized for the work that they're doing. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, it's
2: really one of those things to where, you know, we've been so— thankful, you know, and so blessed just over the years, um, because just like, you know, how my daughter Emery was in that room um, with us on that night of that award ceremony, flashback 25 years ago and you know Martina and I were the young whippersnappers and Darius came along and you know our mom drug us you know <laughs> to absolutely everything whether it was vacation Bible school at church or you know just going to church on Sunday mornings or, or volleyball. you know volleyball mm-hmm. or we're black achievers to, or going
1: to see daddy play golf yeah, like, golfing or yes. going
2: to the office but, and just yeah. sitting in there right Yeah. Um, but one, one thing I will say is you know our parents were super intentional about you know Bringing us up into a world where we knew and we saw every day that there were no limits and there were no boundaries, mm-hmm. and that you know this level of appreciation, respect, and love is attainable, and it's something that you're seeing every single day, and even to this day, there's people that even come up to Sophie's Week events, and I have no idea who they are, <laughs> but you know yeah. they recognize me mm-hmm. from being, you know, me and Martina being the little kids attached to our mom's hip. While she was up, you know, giving a presentation or at work or in the office or I actually changed your diaper one time, you know, (laughs) when your mom was doing X, Y, Z. But you're saying that to say, you know, it's super important, um, especially as a new dad and especially as a girl dad, that you're that I'm able to bring Emery up in a world where, you know, she knows no limits. And, you know, this level of, um, you know, I don't even want to use the word success because, you know, that's very subjective. But just knowing that whatever she wants is in the grasp of her hand and at her fingertips, right, wherever it may be in the world. So just letting her, you know, know that, you know, she comes from that type of pedigree and that's, you know, ingrained in her at the DNA level mm-hmm. um, is definitely something that over the years we can attest to has mm-hmm. been a strong advantage. Especially when it comes to getting started from zero, right?
1: (laughs) Right. I mean, and really understanding like how important representation is, right? And it's like, even growing up, we didn't always see people in the spaces. And even now in Lexington, sometimes we are the only one in the room. So if I had any advice to anyone is like, don't be afraid to be the only one in the room. Mm -hmm. Like some little person or even a grown adult is looking up to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, the feedback that we're able to get, even from people that we look up to is just very touching because it's like sometimes you still have that imposter syndrome like you're not doing enough but to be able to like have my niece watch me on tv like Mm -hmm. that is what keeps me going Mm -hmm. you know
0: the 12th annual good giving challenge kicks off november 29th and this year is going to be the biggest year yet Hosted by Bluegrass Community Foundation and Smiley Pete Publishing's, the Good Giving Challenge is an online giving challenge for local nonprofits that has brought Central and Appalachia, Kentucky together to raise $17 million for over 100 local nonprofits. That's a lot of money, y'all. If you want to learn more about the Good Giving Challenge and how you can participate, visit bggives.org. That's bg. G-I-V-E-S dot org. So now we're gonna start something fun it's called yep. our BGCF fun facts, which go. is where I'm going to give you a few questions okay. and without explanation, you're going to say the first thing that pops in your head. Let's okay. do it. You all ready? Let's do it. What are you reading right now?
1: Literally nothing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm reading uh Grant Hill game.
0: What are you watching right now? Uh, Real
2: Housewives. Umbrella Academy.
0: <laughs> what are you listening to right now?
2: Uh, Brit Faya's Wasteland. Br- yeah, br- I was about to say
1: Wasteland <laughs> or um, Honestly, Nevermind by Drake.
2: Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Neo just dropped too, so I'm listening to some Neos.
1: And then Givion dropped, which I have to listen to. But
2: yeah. <laughs> and Beyonce dropped you last one. Yes.
1: <laughs> what are you all eating right now?
2: Oh. Oh, I,
1: salmon and asparagus.
2: And what she's not going to tell you is over I, here at Gray Line Station. So and, I ordered it to go, but it's not to ready yet. Okay. But I promise it's worth it. I'll, yes. I'll it. Oh, delicious. Yes. Um, and what am I eating right now? Something I shouldn't be. I, I've been, you know, saying my diet is going to start Monday uh, since the beginning of twenty twenty two. And uh, you know, it's Monday, and Monday's here, and it's <laughs> gone already. I've already messed it up, and it's only one o'clock, right? <laughs>
1: the best.
0: What are you scared of? Cats. Me too. <laughs> oh
1: my gosh, you were the first person I've ever met that's oh, honestly. She's terrified. She's I'm terrified. so scared. And I, always has been. And I, yeah, I'm better. Like, it's not as bad. Like, it was like, right. I couldn't even be in the same vicinity as a cat. But, like, it's a phobia of mine. And I don't know what, what it is. Me but people, either. like, look at me all crazy. And I I'm always embarrassed to say it. And I'm slightly allergic. So it's like. <laughs> <laughs> what are you most proud of? Oh me! Oh, I think I'm most proud of Sophie Sweet. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, I think I'm most proud of uh, being a girl dad.
1: Mm. Who do you look up to? Our parents. Yeah.
2: And sure. my and my little brother.
1: Yeah, I look and, up to Darius
2: and Martina. Even though I'm footballer. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I look up to I look up to my immediate family for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What are you looking forward to? Um, I'm looking forward to tra- change and transition. Um, I like change. Change is kind of like. Where I live at a little bit, I always it, something about my life changes every single year. Mm-hmm. I mean obviously life changes, but like i I love change and I love um, growth uh, that's the only way to grow mm-hmm. is changing so
2: yep I think I'm looking most forward to uh, you know one day being able to have money to throw at problems. Right. Well, I, yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's, oh, that, that's new territory. Dang. I've never I've dang. never experienced that, but that's dang, that's, what, that I'm that's uh-huh. what I'm looking for. that's what I'm I, I, I want money yeah, to solve some problems, that. right? Yes. Money does solve
1: problems. I don't care what anybody says. Amen.
0: <laughs> Why do you love our community?
1: Um I I have a love hate relationship with okay. our community. Okay. Um I, I love people because I believe in humanity, but also dislike people Mm -hmm. because of humanity so Mm -hmm.
2: yeah thing I love most about just not only communities but just life in general you know whether good or bad you know the one constant is I say time and experience just knowing that I kind of empathetic and sympathetic in a way that you know regardless of what happens or you know what causes what that everybody's been gifted the same amount of time um, and everybody's got their own story and their own experiences. And regardless of you know the good, the bad, um, the indifferent, you know everybody got a story worth reading and worth sharing and worth telling. Mm-hmm. So you know I love um, being able to be understanding um, and exploring that and people that I come across every day and some people that you know I may never come across, but you know being able to respect that um, in, in everybody at all levels. So
0: Why do you love yourself? That's a big one. Why do you love yourself?
1: In all honesty, some days I don't, mm-hmm. you facts, know, facts. Um, I love myself because of resilience, but I also deal with that self-doubt, that self-hatred, but I love that I can acknowledge that. I, I, I love myself because of my honesty.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and again, as Martina mentioned, you know, I think self-love a lot of times is the, the hardest mm-hmm. um, form of love. And, you know, for being all the way honest, I think that, uh, you know, we can love other people as much as possible. But if that self-love is there, um, you're really not given the the purest and the the greatest form of love. But I'd say why I love myself or I'll say why I love most parts of myself is because it's a great representation of all the people that I love and that love me back. Um, So to really kind of be that embodiment and to be able to show and connect um, you know, all the good and, you know, all the great things of all the people that have, uh, you know, poured into me over the years from the time, you know, we were born to the time uh, now and the times to come, right? You know, I really love, um, you know, being able to give others, you know, a sense of hope, days that might not be so good. Um, but also knowing too, that there is still a a, a, <laughs> a constant battle um, of self-love, doubt, um, you know, sometimes hatred within, Um, that, you know, people on the outside don't always see. Yes, yes. Yes.
0: I feel like I have a thousand more questions, but our time is wrapping up. (laughs) Okay, no worries. I do have one last question where can people find you where can people yeah. stay connected with soul feast week with you two as individuals
2: yeah so for all things soul feast week uh gotta head over to our website soulfeastweek.com and that's soul feast f-e-a-s-t not week. <laughs> dot com. Like, yeah, yeah everybody you got says got the Soul Fest, yeah, so fast soul right is. and then on on uh on social media twitter's instagram facebook at soul feast week so again you know We've got a lot coming up, a lot planned. Um, thank you so much, Courtney, for, for having us today. Are you not going to drop?
1: You sound like you wrapping up the podcast. You're not dropping your your <laughs> Your socials? personal at? Ah, it's all about Sophie, baby. <laughs> uh, well, y'all can follow me <laughs> at, at underscore Marty. If you type in Martina, M-A-R-T-I-N-A, Barksdale, All will pop, pop up. You can follow me Uh Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. TikTok. I got to get more on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you could also catch me um, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. on WKYT. That's channel 27 or the CBS affiliate. And I mean, yeah, you got to go. listen. I'm plugging myself and we are plugging plug. I love it. <laughs> uh-huh, got
0: to get it in. Well, <laughs> yes. oh, Thank you so much. Thank this you. has been thank the coolest. You. This has been the best. Promise that you will come back sometime oh, yeah. soon. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Just let us know. I've, yeah, I've got so much more to ask, so much more to <laughs> chat about. So this can't be the end of our conversation. Oh, we're get just getting started. Yes. All
1: right. Well, good luck with your podcast, too. <gasps> Thanks, you did amazing. Guys. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, a
2: nice rice. Huge shout-out to you for a, a successful episode one. So uh, we had a good time. We had a really good time yeah, for sure. So.
0: Thank you. Thank you. All right.
2: Love you guys. See you yep. next time. <laughs> All, All right. Take care. care.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today on the Do Good Radio Hour brought to you by Bluegrass Community Foundation. This was an amazing first episode and I'm so excited to be on this journey with you. I hope that you come back next week where we will be right here on Radio Lex or you can listen to us anytime on Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at bgcfky or visit us at bgcf.org to stay updated on all of the latest giving and do-good opportunities in our community. Until next time, I'm Courtney Turner. Do good and be well. You are listening to the Do Good Radio Hour on Radio Lex, WLXU 93.9 LP FM, Lexington. Our theme song is Happy Tune, written and performed by Brother Smith. The views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views of Radio Lex, its board of directors, or Bluegrass Community Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own and the guests'.